Hallelujah. I didn't really have the message until about three minutes before we left the house tonight, so uh, I will enjoy it along with you. <laughs> I got to print out one document that I know uh, he wants me to read and will be included as an attachment to tonight's lesson. Uh, but let's start where we, this has been a common verse here lately, seems like. First Peter chapter 2, uh, specifically verse 2. Alan's been using it. Uh, Hans used it some. I think I've used it some recently. But there's something about it that's very uh, significant. And I'm not going to try and make a long teaching or anything. I don't have anything really prepared like that. But there is one aspect of it that's very important. Well, the verse is, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Well, that seems uh, so simple. The thing of it is, <laughs> for years I thought it meant, when it says word there, I thought it meant the word of God. Desire the sincere milk of the word, like the Bible. And the trouble of it is, that's not the word that's translated there. Normally, the word is either logos or rhema. This one is neither of those. And this word is only used twice in all of the New Testament. And let me get it for you exactly. I won't be able to say it right. <laughs> well, I might. It's not logos. It's logikos. And it, you spell it L-O-G-I-K-O-S. Uh, it's, it's from logos, all right. But the word actually means reasonable or rational. Logical. All of those would be good, good terms. But when I try and fit those in the, in here, it doesn't make good sense. For example, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the reasonable. <laughs> it doesn't make good sense, you know, or even the logical. And it took a long time for me to get a clue. I'm not saying I totally understand it, but I think I've got a fair understanding of what he's talking about. Years ago, and I mentioned this a week or two, maybe last Sunday, the Holy Spirit told me about milk. He said, there's always going to be newborn babes in the body of Christ. Babies need milk. Milk is food that has been pre-digested by another. Now, the imagery, you know, we could talk about any mother's milk, really, whether it be a calf or a goat or anything. The, the newborn needs its mother's milk. But the milk, where did that come from? Well, the mother, the mother ate grass or, you know, and let's talk, okay, since he's talking about humans, a human baby needs its mother's milk. Well, where did the mother, where did that milk come from? Well, she didn't eat, she didn't just drink milk. She ate real food, solid food. You know, carrots and beef and, you know, all of that. So he's saying, <laughs> he said, milk will always be necessary. See, and for a teacher, that's really my job, is to digest the meat of the word. And it depends on where I go, how much the milk has to be filtered down. <laughs> Sometimes milk has to be almost a clear serum. Who was it one time says, you don't have them on milk, you've, you've got them on water. I mean, 
But you almost have to do that sometimes. It depends on where the Lord sends you. Uh, if he was to send me back to the churches I grew up in, if they're still preaching the same way they did when I was a boy, uh, we're going to have to, the milk is going to be really strained. It's going to be thinned down a whole lot because you've got to find somewhere to start with them. Isn't that right? So the reason he's drawing this analogy here, yes, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Not only is it important to read the Word, all right, but the Holy Spirit, for whether you're a baby, whether you're a teacher in the body, whether you are been a long-time Christian, still, the Holy Spirit, either directly with you if you pray in tongues or through a teacher in the body, is going to deliver you milk, hopefully at the level of maturity where you are to be able to receive it. I think I said that okay. All right? But... When he's talking about desire the sincere milk of the word, now I understand better why they phrased it that way, even though it's not the word logos and it's not the word rhema. It is the logic. It is the reasonableness. It is the understanding of the word that you need. Let's look at another place where milk is used like that. And that's Hebrews. Let's do it this way. Hebrews chapter 5. And like I said, I got this right before we left the house. Okay, verse 13. No. Um, verse 12. Hebrews 5.12. For when for the time you, you, you ought to be teachers. In other words, you've been saved, spirit-filled, set under good teaching long enough. By this time, you should be teaching. Let me say it another way. You should be serving the milk to newborns. Is that okay? You should be doing that. By this time, you should be doing it. But what's happened is you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Notice, and are become such as has need, as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. Now, you notice the word teaching earlier there? You have need that one teach you again. You're going to have to go. you got to put you back on milk. Sometimes if you forget the basics, you got to go back and get the basics again. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, notice, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use. In other words, what does that mean? Dave would say it like this. It's when you actually become a doer of the word. You're not just listening to me teach about tongues anymore. You're actually praying in tongues. And if you do that by reason of use, you're going to find out what it's really about. See, I say, I especially understand that now when it comes to fasting. Trust me. You can prepare for fasting. You can read about fasting. You can listen to Dave's series on fasting. You can listen to everybody's series on fasting. But there is no substitute for fasting. And as soon as you start fasting, your flesh is going to smash you right in the mouth. <laughs> like Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah, everybody has a plan until I smash them in the mouth. Well, fasting will smash you right in your spiritual mouth. You start finding out what you're made of, you know. 
But uh, so anyway, strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised now to discern both good and evil. That's your body. That's your senses. That's your hunger. No, hunger, you don't tell me what to do. Body, senses, you don't tell me what to do. Sue says, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> you don't tell me. I'll tell you when we're going to eat, and I'll tell you what we're going to eat. Well, you can take that over to anything. We're not going to watch pornography. No, not Sue. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to watch that show. We're not going to, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go there. We're not going to do this. No, I have my senses exercised by reason of you, see. Dave, when he would teach on this, he said, the cure is get off the milk. How many times have you heard him say that? The answer is get off the milk. Grow up. Well, maturity is, I think the title of last week's message was something about maturity. The point is maturity. Alan's been teaching on maturity for forever. Yes, sir, I see how that's going to tie into tonight's message. Now, the ultimate maturity is who? That's Jesus. So I see the little training school again. So Jesus is on planet Earth, and he's doing what he does, and miracles and shazam everywhere, you know, kapow, splat, pray, miracles, healings. So you want to enroll in his school of miracles, and you say, yes, sir, I want to become, I'm a disciple, I want to become like you, Master. Teach me how you are doing these miracles. He said, okay, the first thing you got to know, I'm not the one doing them. <laughs> Remember that? It's not me. To, what? I just saw you. I saw you pray and open the eyes of that blind person. What? I, it was you. I saw you. What do you mean it's not you? He said, well, it's not me. It's, it's the Father in me. So Jesus would always say, it's not even me doing the works. It's the Father in me. He doeth the works. Yes, sir. Now go to, go, I'm going to show you the other place where that word, the only other place in the Bible where that word is used. And it's Romans chapter 12. We're coming back to the school here in a minute. <laughs> I better just do it. I'm getting quicker on this thing than I am my Bible. Okay. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies... A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That word reasonable is the same Greek word. And it's the only other place in the Bible. Which is your reasonable service. Let's substitute the definitions. Which is your log- logical service. Which is uh, reason- well, reasonable, they use that. Now, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That is exactly what Jesus did. Not just on the cross. Every day, he presented his body, holy, acceptable, a living sacrifice, for God to inhabit, for the Father to inhabit, so the Father could do the works. Alan, when he was finishing up his message this morning, said there's going to be a lot of people when they get to heaven, and they, from from our perspective, they did great things for God. They they opened all of you know they 
had crusades and they, they had orphanages and they fed the hungry and they clothed the naked and they did all these things and they get to heaven and part of them's going, where's my great reward? But the Lord's going to say to them, no, you did all of that yourself. That was all your works. There's no reward for that. All that gets burned up. Now see, <laughs> Jesus, he said, I'm not the one doing the works. What is your work, Jesus? My, my work is to present my body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, so that my Father can do the work through it. Let's look at it again. <laughs> Romans 12.1. Tying it in with the milk from 1 Peter chapter where 2, where we were. Desire the sincere milk that comes from God. Desire His logic for you. Where does He want you to be? What has He called you to do? Um, where does He want you to live? What, what ministry has He, does He have for you? He has work to do through you. Are you, <laughs> The prophecy right at the end of Han's service today, we don't know what it means yet, but I believe it was God. He said there are going to be adjustments and movings and people going different places and other people coming. In other words, some adjustments for this revival. Don't be alarmed by that. Well, we don't know what that is, but we got to let God do what he wants. See, isn't that right? So he's letting us know ahead of time. Don't, don't be, you know, don't be alarmed when you see that happening. Well, that's the whole plan is... Present our bodies, a living sacrifice to God. And it's a, it's a dying to self. I remember right after Sue and I really stepped out full time in the ministry and money was staying away in great abundance and, and uh, we didn't know where our next meal was coming from. Literally did not know. Didn't know if the elect, you know, we'd have the Bible study and preach like we had a million dollars in the bank and all this, all the while on the inside, I'm praying, Lord, don't let them shut the lights off until everybody leaves. You know, I mean, it was desperate, but you didn't try, you didn't act like it, you know. And during that same time, right then, a guy that I had done, a, my dad and I had done some concrete work for 20, about 20 years before, maybe at least 10 years before, I hadn't seen this guy in at least 10 or 15 years, calls me up out of the blue. He said, Gary, don't you have an engineering degree? I said, yes, sir. And he worked for the Corps of Engineers here in Oklahoma. And he said, we've got an opening. How old are you? And I told him, oh, you're just the right age. If you, if you get employed here in 20 years, you'll have full retirement with a government pension. We'll provide you a company card. Told me what the salary would be. And I mean, it was everything in the world that you could want when money is staying away <laughs> in great abundance. And it's not nothing wrong. He wasn't asking me to be a drug dealer or anything. It was a good job, engineering job with the Oklahoma Corps of Engineers. And, but the trouble is, is that what God had told me to do? Is that the path God had laid out for Gary? Is that what he said? No. No, and I don't care how attractive it was. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. All right, let's get back to your reasonable service just for a moment, then I'm going to start reading this document to you. He's always kind of mean to me and nice to you. So I was here, I would hear Dave teach on this, teach on this verse again 
And again, especially every fasting season again and again, you know. <clears throat> so Gary at the time was smoking like a freight train. Uh, I would hear Dave teach it. You need to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Now picture Gary. Maybe picture Gary the next day, not Sunday, but the next day at the ugly building. And I'm praying over there and I'm listening to Dave. Puff, puff. <laughs> Smoking, puff, puff. Gary, you need to present your body. Puff, puff. A living sacrifice. Yes, sir. Puff. Holy. Yes, sir. Puff. <laughs> Acceptable unto God, you know. How did you endure that, Gary? I don't know, but I just, my flesh powered through, you know. <laughs> but finally one day it, it came. He, it took a visit from him to visit me when we were on a, on a trip. But he got it across to me that how important it was that I, that I fight that war, okay? He's had us in this season of purging for a while. I know through the first John series, my walk got narrower. I think a lot of people's walk got narrower. But where we're going, it has to become more narrow yet. It has to become like Jesus. He's long-suffering. I'm the poster boy for long-suffering, how he'll put up with you, walk through hell with you. Just don't quit doing the message. I'm trying to get into how do I say that? I don't know how to say that. I am not calling you to do for me. I am calling you to allow me to work through you. For that, I must have your body. Your soul also must bow the knee, your will submitting to my will, in order that my kingdom come, my will be done through you, through you on this planet. I have given you what you need for that to happen through the new birth. It is the spirit of my son, the very spirit of life in Christ Jesus, as spoken this morning, that has empowered you. To rise above all obstacle of both flesh and soul. But your will is involved. Your will is involved. And in this season, this is a time now. Before the masses come. To humble yourself even more. Yield yourself even more. For truly my works are about to appear. As fruit on your limbs. Says the Lord. Wow. Mm. Uh, that brings me to this document. <clears throat> so Alan was saying this morning near the end of his service, there's going to be people really disappointed on that day because they're going to expect a great big reward. But when they get there, they're going to find out that everything they did wasn't really the Father working through them. It was them doing things of their own strength for the Father. And he said, that's going to be burned up. Now, this one... 
I want to, we'll put this as an attachment. You don't have to try and take notes. It, it'll be included. But the title of it is, and you're not going to believe when this came. This is one of those, uh, actually this was before the face-to-face, a few months before that began. But the title of it is, You Are Rewarded for My Works. This came the same way as the face-to-face. I was at the ugly building. I remember the day as clear as anything. And I was just praying and listening, praying and listening like David taught us. And then I began hearing him in English, and I recorded it and then later typed it. So that's what this is. Speak not of those things that you have done for me, or shall do for me, or are doing for me, for they are worthless, they are works, they are not considered. Speak of and rejoice in those things that I do for you, that I have done for you, and that I shall do for you, and that I do through you. For these are the works of God. Those things that I do through you, these are the works that shall be accounted to you as reward on that day. Each day that passes, your mind grasps hold a little more of the revelation of I in you. I am your only hope of glory. It is I, the living Christ, in you, working through you, speaking through you, delivering through you. This is the work of God. That you believe that I am in you and thereby believing in him who sent me. Christ in you is your hope of glory. Trust me and not yourself. Speak of my work in you and not your own. Glorify and sing praises unto the Lord, rejoicing in those things which I am doing through you, for they are the works of God. The grace of the Father is, He reckons these works to your account. He reckons my work in you to your account. Become not discouraged at seeming failures, For you do not as yet understand as I understand. These seeming failures have been going on ever since the fall of man. If you become discouraged from pressing toward the mark, that is the only thing that will prevent you from seeing the victory over apparent seeming failures. It is not my will that the enemy ever succeed in any way, in any area of my children's lives. It is only by the revelation of me in them, the release of power from the anointed one within, that causes these destructions to cease. Be not discouraged. Be not discouraged by what you see. Be not discouraged at what people say. Mourn with them, for they hurt. But do not divert from the path of the quest to know me. For in me and in the revelation of me is your victory. That victory can be transmitted by the anointing. It can flow literally. I have few vessels where my victory can now flow. I have few. But if you will stay on this path of quest, if you will seek to know me myself and who I am in you, victory, my victory, 
can literally flow from you to them. They can learn and they can grow up and they can follow. As Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. As you follow me, they will follow you. And they will grow up and they will walk in victory. Then that victory can be transmitted to others. Be not discouraged, son. Be not discouraged. Let every seeming defeat cause you to press even harder toward the mark. Set your face like flint as I set mine towards Jerusalem. Set your face like flint toward knowing me. To know me is your victory. Paul accounted it a foolish thing to speak of those things that I wrought through him as being works of his own. Therefore, he only related to those that were carnal those things they could understand in the carnal realm. He spoke only of his infirmities, for he would not speak of my work as his own. And even the speaking of his infirmities he counted as foolish. But to relate information to those who were carnal, he spoke in a manner they could understand, for they were being tormented and deceived by false apostles. He's talking about 1 Corinthians. Counted a foolish thing to ever speak of my work through you as being your own. It is my work. It is me working through you. Yet the reward will be yours, saith the Lord. Receive this as truth, for your mind has trouble understanding. You should know that the Father will fill your flesh completely with himself. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. <laughs> I want to read that sentence again. You should know that the Father will fill your flesh completely with himself. He who touches flesh must work through me by the Spirit through the flesh, to flesh. For the Father to touch flesh directly would consume the flesh. Therefore, He works through me, by the Spirit, through you, through flesh, to flesh. Makes sense, doesn't it? It's logical. It's reasonable. The Father desires to touch. The Father desires to do the works. Continue on this path, my son, for this is the avenue. This is the walk that the Father has chosen for you. Isn't that something? You mean Dave was right? God will talk back to you? <laughs> yes, he will. Hallelujah. Hmm. That would fit right in with the blueprint prophecies, wouldn't it? Seek to know me. The quest is to know him. Spend time with him. 